0: To the PHNX Coyotes podcast, another very special audio edition. I'm PD. Along with me, as always, is Craig Morgan. And the Coyotes play the Vancouver Canucks later this week, so we thought it was perfect time for our special guest, former Coyote and current Vancouver Canucks forward Connor Garland. Connor, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Connor, it's great to see you. Great to talk to you, of course. This is an audio only so people won't see this unless we choose, you know, a, a stellar clip that you offer us, which you probably will, knowing you. Um, but we, we got to start with the obvious, this ridiculous season that the Vancouver Canucks are crafting. I want to I guess I first want to ask, what was the genesis of it? Was it camp? Did it start when Tockett came in? Because as you mentioned off air with us, it wasn't a great situation when it got started. And boy, have you guys turned it around quickly.
2: Yeah, I think a huge advantage was having the 30, 33 games at the end of the year with him. Um, we uh, we got to have our system up and running. Uh, guys kind of got to know the day to day. I think there's a lot when there's a coaching change, and you know I've been unfortunate to have um, you know three coaches here in, in a short time. But you know there's so many so many things that go into it. What time they come in between periods? How their practices are? You know days off? Every, everything that goes into it. So to have thirty three games. With him at the end in a season that we weren't going anywhere was uh was great and he got to learn about us you know he gets to know what makes guys tick and who works with who and um and training camp was really just about for the guys who weren't here uh learning our system but for the guys that were to, to get in shape and to be able to play at the pace that that talk wants you to play at
0: it's funny because as we're recording this right now the vancouver canucks sit in first place in the entire national hockey league. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, gee, I know you, you probably listen to our show every single day. And I didn't predict this coming, coming into training camp. Did you guys think this was like, yeah, maybe this could be the year if all things fall into place, or is this even surprising for you guys in the locker room?
2: Well, it's easy to say that we expected it. Um, I think if you look at our talent, um, you know, we have, we have some of the most, you know, upfront, and and on the back end obviously what matters most is is in that like i think thatcher's probably top three if not the best goalie in the league and gives us a chance to win every night um but you know if yeah i think um do we expect to be in first place? I don't know, but you really don't think about that. You just, your main thought in the off season, like, can we make the playoffs and give ourselves a chance to win the Stanley Cup? And so far we've done that. Uh, But we also have had two really tough seasons before this. So it's not like anyone's taken victory laps. Like we, we are, we are, you know, locked in and and understand how quickly, you know, a season can turn because it's happened to us before. So we're, we're just taking it day by day. And, you know, when we lose, we're, we're upset and we're ready to go for the next one. So it's, it's, you know, you kind of see that on our trip here. We lost to St. Louis. We didn't like our performance, and you know, we rattled off five straight wins. Like we're we're a focus group that
1: that knows how how hard it is to be at the top of the standings. Paint a picture for us of what what everything looked like when Rick took over. I, it, it it was obviously in the news a hell of a lot. There was a lot going on up there at the time.
2: Yeah, it was it was tough. I think it was tough on the guys that have been here a while. Um, know as tough as a player coming in uh you know it was my second year there and we had a bad first year and then you know it just never got on the right foot uh from the start of the season and you know with with everything going on like you know our coach knew he was being let go about a week or two Uh, you know it just it just didn't end well but uh you know talk talk came in a tough situation and you know the first meeting we had it was it was unbelievable guys left that meeting feeling like you know it was tough like how everything went down that's uh, for him to come in and and do what he did uh to get us to believe right away was was impressive and um you know we kind of never looked back and we just you know we just started playing playing the right way and and as the system got implemented you could see you could see us making progress
0: One of the things here, and I I know we will, I'll stop the Rick Tockett conversations, but I have to have one more question because I know you got the opportunity to play for him here in Arizona. This is a Coyotes podcast. And once he left here, a lot of people were really hard on Rick Tockett. Can't coach. He stinks. He was the downfall of a lot of (coughs) players here. The reason they were losing was Rick Tockett. And now he's coaching in the All-Star game and in first place in the National Hockey League. So I have a little different feeling about Rick Tockett and what he brings to a room. He's a much better ex as -as 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 an O's coach than I think he gets credit for. And I think his systems, he believes in them and he's able to teach those and communicate with his players. What has been the difference, if any, from the Rick Tocket you saw here in Arizona to the Rick Tocket you're seeing in Vancouver?
2: Yeah, I think, um, well, it's a much different team. I think we're a team that needed to win uh three two each and every night like we did not have uh you know maybe the high end scoring like Kells was still so young schmaltzy was young i was young like um you know we we just we just i don't think i think we only had 120 goal scorer the whole time you know talk was there and and when i was there and um now we got some guys you know we got four guys on pace for 100 points so i think uh you know maybe maybe you know Th- that team we had to be so strict on our system we really couldn't give up much and, and here like we can beat you you know seven six and we can beat you one nothing as we did on the trip we, we won two games you know in two different ways so i think maybe understanding maybe he has a a way of knowing what type of the game is going to be and lets us play both styles but uh, i'm i'm obviously in a completely different position i was a young kid that really just didn't understand fully how to play at the NHL level yet and and understand a full system. And now I've played around 400 games now. And, and, um, you know, my relationship with talk is, uh, is different because, you know, I'm more of a structured player. And, um, so I've, I've seen both sides of it. So it's, it's been great though. It's, uh, you know, with our
1: talent, with this system, it's a hard team to beat. Did his approach change at all? Do you think that that time away, not necessarily time away from the game, because of course he was working in the broadcast booth. You think that altered his perspective and approach?
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but he's still the same. but like, he still has the same fire. It's funny. I see. I hear him say the same stuff, and and guys will, will will laugh and ask, like you know, did he used to do that in Arizona? And you laugh. I mean, especially last year, like the running joke was, guys, make, like, did you have him in Arizona? Because you know, they just always. I, I would have to say, like, no, I understand what he's saying. And, uh, you know, if he says, you know, he likes to say the word sticky. Like, yes, they sticky, which means <laughs> he wants you tight in the corners. He doesn't want you spread out. He wants to win. You know, and I would have to be like, what he's saying is so, um, but. I'm sure. I'm sure it, it changed him a lot, but um, you know, it's just he's you know he, he deals with he deals with some great players here that you know ha, you know have some personalities and, and he just he manages us in a great way and um, you know like I said we lose to St. Louis and he comes in and you know he lets you know he wasn't impressed but you know our team responds and, and plays well for you know six straight games now so it's been uh, that, that's kind of the season we're kind of having.
0: I remember talking to him and he was on TV wearing a birthday hat, talking to a goat with a hockey stick <laughs> on. I'm saying, what in the hell are you doing to your career? Like how many players are going to be able to look at you and go, yeah, that's the guy I want to coach my hockey team because he was a clown <laughs> on that show. Anyway, I, I want to talk about you talked about some of the players and in this roster, when you look at a team that has offensive firepower, but. There's a couple of guys towards the top of that, Brock Besser and JT Miller. We'll we use them as examples that were they struggled there and, and they look like they were on the way out of Vancouver, at least from the fan perspective. What's been their secret turning their career around?
2: Yeah, it's funny, like they look like they're on the way out, but they probably weren't. I mean, this is a city where there's a lot of rumors. Yeah. and yeah. and I would say about one in ten happen. So um, but I think I think their chemistry, I think like I said, coming in when talk came in last year that he put them together and you know, they were our best line to end the season for 30 games. So, um, and they picked up right where they left off this year and they're a great defensive line that, that scores at a high level as well. And they put PD with them this, this trip. And I think they, I think what they were doing in some games was just crazy. So, um, but Brock, Brock, I think dealt with a lot of stuff last year and rumors. um, I think he was in trade rumors from the start of the season. And that's tough to deal with with any player. And, this year kind of came in and, and there was none of that, no distractions. And you see what kind of happens. He, he's been able just to shut his brain off and play and it's the type of player he is. So
1: we're, we're fortunate to have those two kind of, kind of leading our forward group with, with Petey. You mentioned the uh, the media life in, in Vancouver. There are a lot of rumors we know. Um, uh, it's also an interesting fan base. I'll use the word interesting because it's very neutral. Um, you had your own rumors swirling around you. Like there, there were a lot of reports that Connor Garland was on the way out of Vancouver. First off you know did you ever get a sense of how real those were but more importantly how did you handle being in that situation
2: yeah it was disappointing just because it it wasn't true Um, and especially when it happened it was the day before the the home opener Um, we were just in you know cap trouble and I think they were just trying to we could only ice I think 19 or 18 guys we had three guys get hurt in the last preseason game and they just said you know we might have to move some guys just to be able to ice a roster and I was one of them and um you know i switched representations to maybe help them in that situation did i want to go anywhere absolutely not so i was very happy when i didn't um but it got leaked in a, in a certain way um you know that i was asking for traders stunk and i went to the leadership group and i said this is not true and they all understood and you know i said i don't want to be a distraction before the first game and i was as happy as anybody when we when we won seven one that it wasn't it wasn't a distraction so um <laughs> but like you said it's just the fan base, the fan base is great. There's, there's, you know, there's Twitter, which isn't real, the real world. Um, But anytime I run into someone in the street, that's a fan, I've I've had nothing but unbelievable interactions with people. I've been at the movies, or I was at a comedy show last year, I think I had three people come up to me and stop me. And anytime I'm out to dinner with with my wife, it's just, it's always a great interaction. And that's the stuff that, you know, I'll leave a lot of times, you know, saying to my wife, like, Oh, you know, I complain about, you know, sometimes how big of a market is, but that's pretty cool like that's special and i'll miss that when i'm done playing you know somebody coming up to you and stopping at a restaurant saying stuff like that
0: so when you broke into the league in arizona clearly that that wasn't a problem where people are stopping you on the street in arizona it's not and clearly that that is not a knock at you it's uh, it's playing hockey in arizona they're, they're mm-hmm. not stopping anybody because they don't know really you exist um in vancouver is is it like such an effect on your life that you try to stay home or is it just not a it's just different and it's okay like it's it's such a dichotomy and difference between Arizona and Vancouver on how you're treated out in the street what's it like
2: yeah no it's it's it doesn't it doesn't stop me from doing anything um you know it's it's not like it's you know it's not like I'm Petey or or, or Husey like they they probably have to hide a little bit more like the, those two are very recognizable yeah. um but for me no I just you know I I, I live my life it would know, go out to dinner me and my wife go out to the same restaurant the night before every game and you know some nights someone says something some nights they don't so it's it's not like that uh, obviously Arizona was a rarity to be recognized mm-hmm. uh, where uh you know like my wife will say at dinner, like you know, like if I'm trying to make her laugh, she'll be like, "Hey, quiet. you don't know, like someone might be, <laughs> you recognize you, you. don't want to be acting like an idiot out out in public." So <laughs> yeah, um, that's the only difference. But uh, no, both fan bases are, are are amazing. I mean, I actually got, I think uh, one 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 year in Arizona, we went to Gilbert. I don't think I was ever recognized in like North Scottsdale or Scottsdale, but we went to Gilbert, and I think like ten people came up to me at the wow. restaurant. So it was kind of funny seeing how like we're. Neat. Where the fans are, it was it was uh, Craig and Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, for the, for the kind of I was at like the a farm to table place, and I I was like, "This is crazy." Most I've ever been recognized was in the, like, well, Gilbert.
1: <laughs> Gee, I brought a uh, I brought a Coca Cola to drink on on this <laughs> show because I know how you feel about Coda. I, I think he called it poison one time when I talked to you about this. But at least an important food question here: <laughs> really a Donut guy, and we had talked about a donut place that you discovered very early in your Vancouver. 10 years that's spot? yes
2: yeah yeah unfortunately they opened one up right next to our apartment this year no three minute walk but we've been we've been good i think we've kept it to like once a week um you know don't tell uh, talk yeah exactly yeah it's it's just it's it's a nice little spot like we didn't go today i was thinking about it but uh yeah no coke i actually i actually texted um kess like on this road trip we had a back-to-back in song island and i was dragging in one of the games and i had decided to have a, a, a coke in between periods and i know he did for for a while so i was like and i was having i was just texting him like hey i had heartburn like how'd you have to deal with this and he was telling me how you get it where it sits flat and you don't get heartburn was, Unreal. i'm like this is but that was the yeah, first coke in a while but it was good I was like, yeah. it, was, it was good
0: do you keep in touch with Kes? Because he's a guy I bumped into him the other day, and he's he still wants to play, still thinks he can help somebody, and he thinks he can score in this league. Um, I, I, do you have a chance?
2: I, I would agree. I would agree that he definitely could. Uh, yeah, I do keep in touch with him uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, he's just someone who's so fun to talk to, and you know, I probably call him once once every two months. We talk on the phone, but if you're on the phone with him, it's a long talk, so it's fun. But uh, yeah, he he's it's it's unfortunate. You know, he's so close to a thousand points. Um, I think he's a hall of famer. I think he should be able to go out on his own terms, but, uh, you know, I, you know, our, our group in Arizona still talks a lot. And that's probably one of the conversations We just hope he, he can find a spot to play here.
1: So I got to ask you, like one of my favorite parts of when you were here was diving into your off season routine, whether it's building the shooting deck in your backyard or whatever you were diving into to improve your game. Did you have anything unusual, um, this, this past summer to, to help improve your skills or anything else in your game?
2: um well i guess i guess this summer i really focused on um you know the defensive aspect of the game you know you play three on three with a lot of talented players a lot cross ice or you train with a lot of talented guys and um you know you focus on you know winning the winning the game you have although there's no score cap but you want to you want to perform well and everything but uh i kind of knew i was going to be in a third line situation this year and um, playing with you know two defensive forwards like Blue Luger and uh, Joshua, and, and I had to improve that part of my game, and um, just making sure that I was focused every every skate on, on on having a good stick, back checking as hard as I can, getting good position defensively because you know my shutdown line now this year. So it's uh, that was probably my main focus throughout the summer is um, I was trying to get better offensively and as an all around player, but definitely having a a
1: mindset towards you know defensive work. Has that been a a difficult transition or shift at all in mindset going to a different role like that?
2: No, no. It's um, well, those two are so good defensively. Those two are, you know, they go out first every time for the PK. Um, I'm probably the most offensive minded player on the line. So I I try to drive the line in that sense on, on the offensive side, but they're both also very underrated offensively and the plays they can make and the scoring ability they have. But you know, when, when, um, you know, definitely a lot more defensive zone starts than, you know, in Arizona when, you know, yeah. if there's a whistle in the ozone, you know, talk had me and Kel's both trying to look back over our shoulders, trying to get out there. But <laughs> uh, now, now it's, you know, it's, it, it hasn't been a different mindset. It's just you take pride in it. And, uh, you know, sometimes a great game is playing 15 minutes and not getting scored on. So, and, th- and that helps your team win and that helps your team win. And that's, uh, that's been, uh, it's been, it's been fun in that sense.
0: I want to take you back a little bit. You talk about your style of play now, and you're honestly, gee, you seem so. And you are mature because you're you're older. But you remember when you came into this league in Tucson, and and the way you played in Tucson, and it it was different. You you had to took you a while to learn how to walk that edge from being competitive, from sitting in the penalty box and going maybe a little bit too far or being a little too fancy, and all of those things that finally it seemed like the light just went on for you what what had changed then what was the your your come to the nhl moment where i go okay i gotta switch or i'm gonna be down here in tucson
2: yeah um well i'm sure i've talked to craig about this in the past but uh, you know mike van ryan was a massive help for me you know i i it, it was almost tough how much video i had to watch but i knew it was what i needed um you know eventually you come to a crossroads where you're either going to be an ahl player or you're going to be an ahl player and you have to put the work in and it's not just i'm going to put the work in for a month it's you know i'm going to put the work in for for you know six months for this whole season and the offseason and see if i can give myself a shot to make the team um i'd say the changing point is probably christmas my second year in the american league i didn't have any family come out uh, i can't remember what happened there was a delay or something and, and actually Pottsy knew that and he he called me and said, would you want to, you know, come have dinner with us? Like, I don't want you to be alone in Tucson. Everybody was gone. And we just had a talk, uh, you know, just sitting, having dinner. And he, he was just like, you have to change your game. Like you have, you have to, or, or you're, or we're going to be, or I'm going to be your coach for a long time. Like, so it was, it was kind of a, like people say, come to Jesus. But I just, I grasped it. I didn't feel like he was saying it for any other reason than he wanted me to succeed. And when a player believes that and you feel that from a coach, you know, you can start to grow.
1: And, and, um, that was, you know, after that, I, I, I really changed as a player. Mm. Do you still keep tabs on everything that's going down in this organization, whether it's with the NHL club or the AHL club?
2: Yes. Yeah. I talk to bots all the time. Um, okay. yeah, he's, he's awesome to talk to. He watches, you know, my games when they got nothing going on. Um, and I, probably talk to Kells every other day, right? He was my best man and uh, my best friend in the world. So we, we check on each other constantly, how we're doing, how, how's this game going? And um, it's nice to have honest feedback when we watch stuff and, you know, I'm excited. We'll have dinner tomorrow night. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I always, I always see how they're doing. Just, just this is
0: what everybody does. I want to take you some the Coyotes fans behind the curtain because now the, the Coyotes as, as we're recording this they're playing um, Calgary Flames tonight they'll they'll actually I think they're staying over tonight and flying in the morning but they're going to be in Vancouver tomorrow and. I think people want to know if you, do you, when you say you're going to dinner with Kells, is that, is that pretty common? You get friends from other teams and you go out to dinner and, and number two, without, I guess you don't want all the Vancouver fans swam, swarming you. Are you going to Cardero's? Cause that's my favorite restaurant in Vancouver and I miss Cardero's mm. <laughs> on the road. No, but what's it like having those guys come in that are your friends and, and what's it really like when they come into town?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we're not going there. We got a spot. I think me, Schmalti, uh, <laughs> Kels and Besser will go somewhere um but I, I go to dinner I, I keep it uh, like everybody ever I go to dinner is like fishy when Detroit comes Chick me and Chick just had dinner with Ottawa I cast last year in Vegas and then Dakota Mermis when Minnesota came in and that's really it and then obviously Kels now but it was nicer when they were all together it was definitely a lot more a lot more laughs and a lot more fun but uh yeah you don't like going out to every every time a team comes in but I keep it to a certain number that you have to see and it's uh, it's enjoyable when you get to see him and um you know it's not like you know i'm going to be talking to him at the red line or anything but uh, i i I enjoy seeing him and we 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 talk like i said every other day about stuff so um it's it's nice it's nice to have a friend like that in in the in this world and uh, when he when what's on the schedule they're coming I'm,
1: i'm definitely excited what's your perspective on your coyotes tenure now just looking back at it with a little bit of of time to digest all that happened whether it was The rise from Tucson, how you excited the fan base, and then the unexpected departure.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, it's, it's, there's, I, well, I look back and sometimes, you know, it's, it's crazy that you made it. You made it to the NHL from uh, where I was and then how I got here. So there's obviously like gratitude to the people that were in that organization. You know, like I said, Van Ryan, you know, Slaney, Podfan, Steve Sullivan, all those guys that, that worked with me so hard to get me here. And, um, I love being a coyote. I love the city. I still go back every, every summer. I still go back. I spent, uh, I think I was at chick's house last summer. Cal's. I can't remember, but, uh, I just love it there. Uh, and the departure was, was, is what it was, is, you know, it was, it was, uh, surprising at the time, but now so much time's passed. It, there's no, there's no like bad blood or anything. I, I always see how they're doing. I always watch that. I root for them you know, to win except when they play us. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of gratitude and, and being in Tucson, like to be the, on the first team there was, uh, was really cool. And, you know, to have, have two and a half years there with, with everybody that kind of put that together and to see where they are now, it is it, pretty cool to be one of the first, first teams there.
0: We talk about all the, the changes from Tucson and Phoenix now up to Vancouver. And I don't know, it, it, people, this is an audio podcast, so they can't tell, but you're sitting right in front of a window. Not sure if it's an optical illusion, but it literally looks like the sun is shining in Vancouver. So it must be an illusion. So, no, no, it's a it's it's beautiful well day away. in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, look yeah, at nice. that. How it's is nice that? City. And I know it, we make fun of it here in Arizona because the sun shines every day, as you know. Mm-hmm. What has that transition been like for you? Like, it's, I'll, I'm not. Speaking of school, we'd go to Vancouver for five days and we wouldn't see the sun. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's hard. We got to get back to the rink. It's that sunshine brings happiness. It just does. What was that difference like for you?
2: Yeah, the first year was 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 a challenge. I would say, like, I had to I had to get on uh, vitamin D, uh, take vitamin D supplement because you you were so fortunate in Arizona. You know, every every practice would finish, and I would just go go home. I I grab my sixty degree and bring a bucket of balls i lived on starfire golf course and just chip balls for hours and you know walk home and never think never think what what you know how lucky i was and then you come here and it rains and um you know you're in a city which is a lot different but uh it is beautiful when the sun's out it's beautiful um it's it's got some of the best restaurants you know we have a beautiful skyline and everything so it was it was probably as big as a difference you could you could ask for but uh yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it now. I definitely got a lot more
0: comfortable here. Well, we're sitting here in January, middle of January. Your team is in first place in the NHL. And and it's funny that, that you have not played a playoff game since the bubble. And you look at your career, you played eight games in the bubble that year. And that didn't end well with the Coyotes. Do you, are you starting to look and get a little excited? I know we haven't clinched yet. It's early. You're halfway there. But do you start going, gosh, this this could be a lot of fun with this group when we get to the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about it. There's also there's also a thought where loss will be the craziest market ever if you know we're in the playoffs that first game. The city has not seen a playoff game for for I think seven years in in this building. I know they went there in the bubble, but you know this rink hasn't had a playoff game. So um, I remember, oh, buddy. Yeah, Uh-oh. two two years ago we were we got hot towards the end. I think we we're four points out. We played Dallas who was two who was right in front of us and uh it was Saturday Night Hockey and that was
0: Bruce, there it is
2: yeah that was yeah that was the craziest building I've been in so I couldn't only imagine um but like you said it's, it's a fun group to be on right now we're, we're a good team you know we play a hard style of hockey and you'd love to get into the playoffs and, and see what see what we could do
1: I gotta ask about the look I gotta ask because I've never seen you with I don't think I've ever seen you with facial hair Maybe for November or something, but you got you got oh, the full. Was just, was just
2: on the road, just on the road for two weeks, and I just didn't bring a racer. so <laughs> I, I like it. It bad. looks good. Yeah, I might keep. it. No, I had a good. Funny. I, had a bad, I had a really bad beard in the uh, in the COVID season. The fifty six yeah, game schedule to start the year. Bad. So, but
0: I, but I this was, was good. You look sharp. You look yeah, really it's good. Not bad. It's not bad. You know what? You I'm look normal, happy, you know? G. You look happy, <laughs> and that's to do this game in this schedule and this travel you just talked about. And if you can come out of this and be happy. God bless you. That's amazing. I do want to ask something more. One more thing for me for about for the Coyotes fans because they want to know. They haven't haven't seen much of the Vancouver Canucks, and, and to be honest, it's it's a team that plays late at night in the West, just like the Coyotes do. And they might not know them. So, in preparation for the Coyote fans, and I don't want to give secrets away from Rick Tockett, but can you give us an idea of what to look for? What this team is? What can Coyote fans look for, either in players or style of play, from this Vancouver Canuck team later this week?
2: Well, we play fast. That's when we're at our best, um, especially our bottom six tries to play really fast. We have a lot of talented guys up front that uh, you know can play both styles. They can really slow it down and make plays or, 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 or blow by. So, but our bottom six is very, very underrated. Our fourth line has a couple of guys uh, like Sam Lafferty and, and Niels Hoglander that people might not know, but I mean, Hoggy's got 12 goals on the year and I think Laff has 20 points. So um, that's, that's unheard of on a fourth line. And, and that's kind of the depth that we can roll at teams. And our D are all hard guys to play against. Um, anytime I would play against Susie or Zadorov or Cole or Hironik, he just knew it was a tough night and to have all four goals on our decor, uh, you know, we're fortunate that, that that's, that's what guys got to play against for 60 minutes. So, um, kind of, we can, we can beat you a couple different ways. Um, but you know, I look, I watch the coyotes a lot. They're pretty similar. They have uh, four deep lines. Obviously all world talent with Kells and Schmalti up front. Um, and obviously Krausers having another great year mm. and their deer their deer pretty solid in the goaltending they're getting. So it's it's not like, you know, they're 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 kind of a similar team to us. I and um, you know, it's gonna be a tough battle. And I think I think a lot of teams this year at the beginning of the year might have thought, you know, oh, this is coyotes again and get surprised, but they're not surprising anybody anymore. Mm.
1: Good stuff as always, Connor Garland. Cannot thank you enough for carving a little time out of a rare off day for an NHL player. Great to see you. Great to talk to you.
2: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I guess that's going to do it for today. Thanks to
0: our special guest, Vancouver Connect forward, Connor Garland. Make sure you subscribe to the PHNX Coyotes podcast wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Follow Craig Morgan at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at S. Peters Hockey. We'll see you on the next Coyotes post game. Have a great day, and we'll see you at the rink.